this video is required watching and if you haven't i'm gonna ask you to please stop and subscribe and if you already subscribe like comment and share with your friends because i'm loving what we're doing here in the little community that we're putting together and we're going to be doing really really big things like giveaways and more giveaways so uh, in order to do that, I want to hit a certain number of subscribers. So let's start it now. Anyways, back to what I was saying. This is required watching, and we watch the essential films from lists of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how to move forward. I'm your host, Trey Epps, and this movie was directed by Aaron Har Har that Michael Jell and Michael Jelnick, uh, written by Matthew Fogel, based on Mario by Nintendo. Uh, this movie stars, get ready, Chris Pratt, Anya Taylor-Joy, Charlie Day, Jack Black, Keegan-Michael Key, Seth Rogen, and Fred Armisen, among many. This is the story of the Super Mario Brothers on their journey through Mushroom Kingdom. This is the Super Mario Brothers movie. Now, I will stop right there and we have to talk about the big elephant in the room that is super mario brothers right you are correct the 1990s film the very first movie adaptation of of uh of the two brothers in a red and green and honestly i loved it it wasn't until a few years ago that i actually learned that it was a bomb at the box office and people did not like it it was Actually, kind of the reason why Nintendo, why Nintendo chose not to have any movie adaptations of any of their characters up until recently. Now, you can imagine the amount of uh, amount of uh, power that Illumination has, and DreamWorks. Illumination is DreamWorks, anyways. Illumination had to get this movie off the ground. Um, I believe actually it wasn't even until uh, that Adam Sandler movie that we had any kind of Nintendo characters in a movie uh, at that kind of scale. Um, called Pixels, um, and that was a bomb. So it took some time with Hollywood in order for uh, the Japanese developer to, you know, really figure their stuff out and who to trust in terms of making their characters come to life. Does that mean we're going to have a Zelda movie coming up next? Honestly, I feel like it could be really good. A Zelda movie would be great, but let's not go there quite yet. I think if you haven't seen the original Super Mario Brothers movie, please do. It was fantastic. Um, you know, this these characters in this movie is always surrounded by controversy from the voice actors and and how the game is actually made, like uh, not the production of the game, but like the the actors who play it to to the people who are cast in this movie. Uh, and of course, that goes out to Chris Pratt, uh, who everyone was kind of up in arms about when they heard that he was the voice of Mario. I got to admit that uh, there was, it, took some, it took a little bit of time to realize that it was him, or sorry, to like forget that it was him doing the voice, just settle in and forget and watch the film. But um, that said, I do feel a little bit... I don't like the retconning of... Uh, of making Super Mario, uh, you know, making Mario and Luigi like these plumbers who have a commercial where they have to do Italian voices. I think it's kind of, especially when they have to when they go back home and they have a family who talks in really thick, stereotypical Italian accents. And I think that's actually quite funny, but I think it's weird because it means that like you're taking away part of their accents, but then telling us that they are these caricatures of themselves. Anyways, I think it's I think it's uh, 
I think it's funny, but I, I don't know if I agree with that choice. Um, I would have definitely chosen to have something else explain it, or maybe just get the honestly just get the voice actor to have done, you know that has been doing Mario for decades. Let him do the the role of this, uh, because you know, one thing that I think is really funny about animated movies is that you know in America, if like if your movie is English, um, you have that you have that ability to have a voice actor do that movie in that native language but the moment that movie goes across seas it's being dubbed um more times than not it's being dubbed so you you immediately lose the appeal of having some of these big names in these roles because you know people don't get to see them they only get to hear them but they don't get to hear them they get to hear the voice actor doing them um so i think that's really really funny so i i don't know what the problem was with just having the original uh, Mario voice play this part and just to tone it down a little bit with, you know, the, the cost of this movie must have been outrageous because of who was in it. But it doesn't mean that I enjoyed it any less. I really enjoyed hearing some of these actors be in this movie and have so much fun with this movie. Um, Jack Black and the Peach song being a thing is incredible. Um, to to have yeah yeah I, I i just love jack black and i think he i think we need to take more chances on a guy with incredible talent such as his and yet we don't um uh but you know what, what are you gonna do my overall thought after coming out of this movie was how was how the mario brothers have been around for decades and no matter how old you are, I feel like you have an understanding of who Super Mario and Luigi are, or at least this cast of characters that we've seen in the movie, from Donkey Kong to Diddy Kong, all like all these people. Um, and yet, I couldn't help but to feel like the story was a bit aimless. I couldn't help but to feel like it was a bit directionless. It didn't have, it wasn't as clear, solid, and compact as it could have been. I don't know what that was. I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, this movie made $1 billion. There were going to be people who saw this movie, hands down. But um, it doesn't mean that's good, a good movie. And I'm not sure if I understand how we got here specifically. There's a lot of contradictions, a lot of... Uh, a lot of fun i think that could have been had that wasn't had uh it, it certainly feels like this movie was a setup to a larger universe but i would love to have seen something take a bit more root um uh in this film i i've talked about how in uh we talk about a uh, white man can't jump and i talk about how when you do adaptations it, it needs or you know sequels requels and whatever else is like this really unique balance of of like nostalgia and, and something something new and something fresh. And I am I, I felt the new and freshness and I felt the nostalgia just based on the visuals alone. But it's something about like the power-ups and the story and like I want I just wanted there to be a bit more. Um I just wanted there to be a bit more and uh, I think like Luigi was severely underutilized and we just did like this whole Mario Kart rainbow, you know, a rainbow uh street rainbow circus what is it whatever it's called like it it just felt like i'm sitting here thinking what's next and there's always there's already talks of you know a donkey kong sequel a luigi single uh sequel uh or spinoff anyway and i am all about it i'd be I'd, i'm going to be the first in line to get tickets 
but I just want there to be. I want them to tell me more about these characters that I, I wasn't able to get while playing, you know, decades of these games, playing so many of these games um, that, to be perfectly honest, some of them didn't have a story to begin with, right? But, but some of them did, and I'm just, I would love for them to kind of drill down into who these characters are and the reason that we're having, uh, that we're sitting in a theater watching a movie for an hour and a half, two hours. So there's that. And I'll say it again. Jack Black is a star, and we need to put some respect on his name. <laughs> In terms of who's booked and busy, let's go down the list, shall we? Chris Pratt. All right, so we know him from, you know, Andy Dwyer in Parks and Rec, and he's also, of course, Star-Lord in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, including the Guardians of the Galaxy, but he's also appeared in another franchise that we all know, Jurassic Park. Oh, and another franchise we all know, the Lego movie. Yes, Chris Pratt is everywhere. I don't know what what happened. As soon as a man lost some weight in, in, in Parks and Rec, <laughs> he blew up. But we also have Anya Taylor-Joy, who is, you know, best known for psychological thrillers and horror films. Of course, she's gained uh, critical acclaim and recognition for her role as Thomason in The Witch. Uh, she also starred in Splits, which was a sequel to Glass, and she's received further acclaim as Beth Harmon in the Netflix series Queen's Gambit. Charlie Day. Charlie Day is an American actor, and we best know him as Charlie Kelly from It's Always, in, oh, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which he co-created and co-writes. He's also appeared in Horrible Bosses, Pacific Rim, and also the Lego movie. Jack Black, the real star of the show. Um, of course, we know him from The School of Rock, where he played Dewey Finn, and he's also appeared in such films like Nacho Libre, or one of my favorite, Chopric Thunder, and Kung Fu Panda. Additionally, he's, of course, he's a part of Tenacious D, and he's released several albums. Keegan Michael Key is, uh, well, listen, I could probably go on and on about Key and Peel and my love for Keegan Michael Key, but I won't. I'll stop and just say that, of course, he uh, co-created it and starred in uh, Key and Peel, and he was in Don't Think, Don't Think Twice, and Keanu and The Predator, and of course, he's an improv, improv, uh, <laughs> I can't even say it, in Improvisational genius. Um, but there you go. Uh, of course, we have. Lastly, we have Seth Rogen, who's in Knocked Up, Pineapple Express, Forty Old Version, Freaks and Geeks. I mean, come on. We we know we know him. Oh, actually, not final. Uh, finally, Fred Armisen, who we can talk about. SNL, Portlandia, Anchorman, Easy A. My man is everywhere. And listen, this cast is so big. But I'll stop right there. In terms of facts or trivia about this movie, uh, a game cabinet in the pizzeria, pizzeria early in the film is called Jumpman, and the character of Mario was originally known as Jumpman when he first appeared in the video game Donkey Kong in 1981. The character's name was then changed to Mario as a tribute to the landlord of Nintendo of America Warehouse's Mario Seagal. When Luigi's phone rings, his ringtone is a, is a startup jingle from the Nintendo GameCube. The default caller ID icon also re resembles the default me in the Nintendo system since the Wii. A French restaurant called Chasse, Chasse? Chasse de Canard can also be seen in the background of some of the shots in Brooklyn. This rep this, uh, this translates roughly to Duck Hunt, another early Nintendo game. 
Um, the restaurant's logo is the duck from Duck Hunt in 1984. The music played during Mario and Luigi's plumbing commercial is actually the theme music of the kids' show, The Super Mario Brother, a Super Mario Brothers Super Show from 1989. And that's, that's what we got for tips, tricks, fun facts, and all that jazz. Um, again, in terms of Steam Steelers, we have Jack Black. Jackula, Blackula is amazing in this film. And uh, if you haven't seen the Peach uh, music video, you should. Shot in a day. It's great. Um, okay, so if I could make this any better, I think I would change two things. I would have the end. The end credits should have been a Wario and a Koopa to get, like, coming together, figuring their, their stuff out in, like, raging war against, uh, against Mario and Luigi. Not a joke. I just think it should have been that. Anyways, um, thank you so much for checking out this film with me. If you haven't already, again, like and subscribe. It'll go a long way. Um, and thank you for listening. If you have any suggestions for films that we should be watching next, let me know. Until next time, guys. Peace.